You are listening to First Church Charlotte. Amen. All right, we're going to get there today. Aren't you glad to be in the church? Amen, 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 amen. I hear you, Jesus. Let's try that. Would you say that with me? I hear you, Jesus. No, say it like that. Oh, I hear you. You know, that's kind of a thing right now. You know, sports. I have five children, uh, three of them boys, two of them girls. And sometimes they'll do something. In baseball, Libby, Libby, one of my twins, she's like a, she's like a, She's like a, gym, a gymnast. I think that's the word, gymnast. She's a gymnast. Like, she can do things. She can do things. Hannah cannot do things. <laughs> she tried, and now she's cute. But Libby can just do things. Where you're, like, looking out the window like, what? She just did that? Aiden, he can do things. My oldest son, Noah, he cannot do things. Like Aiden can. Aiden, he's 13. He can just stand there. Y'all watching? And just do a backflip, like right off the ground. Because one day he decided, I'm going to do a backflip. And he can do things. So sometimes you just say in moments like that, maybe if you have kids in sports or whatever, you say, oh, I, I hear you, Wade. Have you ever said that? I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I see what you're doing. Today we're going to talk about some things that Jesus said that you can say. Everybody say, Jesus said it. I can say it. And I can bless somebody. Amen. Amen. What an awesome service. Thank you to the musicians and the singers and all of you that make us feel so welcome every time we come. Amen. All right. Have you ever read something or heard something that you had previously read or heard? And this time when you read it, you read it for the 10th time and it hits you a little bit differently. Have you ever had that happen? I need you all to get with me today. Have you ever had that happen? You're reading along. Oh man, that's deep. That is impacting and and I love it whenever that happens to me. And when it happens to me, you know, I'm looking around at people. No one's there. And I'm like, hey, did y'all hear about this right here? Right, right. Sometimes people say, yeah, I already knew that. But this time when I read it, it really stuck out to me. Have you ever had something spoken to you? Maybe as a child, maybe as an adult, maybe as a spouse, maybe as a son, maybe as a daughter. Have you ever had something spoken to you maybe as an employee? Have you ever had something spoken to you that stuck with you? It's stuck in your heart. Maybe it was something negative. We've all had negative things spoken to us, right? I remember when I was in high school, I had some negative things spoken to me by some people that I looked up to, authority figures, that I really wanted their stamp of approval, but I never got it. But they did speak some negative things to me. And, 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 it, and it, never, it, it, never, it never left me. It never left me. I can still hear the words or see their face or the disapproval. And, and they, they couldn't see beyond like, you know, uh, a hyper, like uh, uh, hyper is the best word, a hyper 10th or 11th grader that was maybe going through some things. All they could, they just saw the behavior and they spoke negative things. And man, I proved them wrong. And anyway, I tried. But sometimes negative things have been spoken and they, they, they stick with us. One sentence, etched. Everybody say etched. Etched. But I also remember positive things. One sentence, etched. I, I, shared, I shared with a couple of guys before. There was, this, there, was this, there was this guy. His name was Mitchell Jones. Everybody say Mitchell Jones. What a good name. Like if you have the name Mitchell Jones, like you're going places. I'm just going to tell you. My name's Jones. Mitchell Jones and he wrote this song ordinary just won't do y'all remember that song anybody here remember that song okay that's where I come from and I remember one time and I and I promise you Nathan I'm not saying this to say anything about me but to say something about him I remember I was walking one day from the church to the gymnasium it's probably about four four hundred yards something like that maybe three hundred yards I don't know I could probably hit a golf ball to it. So it's probably 400 yards. That's another joke for all the golfers. Man. All right. So uh, I was walking and I had just led worship at age 16 or 17. I had led worship and my go-to song was We Exalt Thee, you know, back then. Oh, We Exalt Thee. You put that song on and the service was over. And that was our whole goal as worship leaders when you're 17. And your whole goal is to end the service. 
oh, we're not going to have preaching tonight because I'm going to lead. We exalt thee until the church burns down. <laughs> There's a pastor by the name of Chester Mitchell. Maybe some of you know him. Incredible man of God. Started a church in Virginia. He was one of my pastors growing up. And, and oh, Chester Mitchell, I remember he would look at me with like, and I never understood like, I didn't really, I was a kid. He was an adult, like he was down the road. And I never understood why he kind of looked at me like, now I know. I was trying to hijack every service when I led worship. <laughs> My whole goal was to sing, can't nobody mm, 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 do me like me, mm, and get the church so riled up that it would end the service. Like, and then we'd be like, man, church was awesome tonight. Chester Mitchell knew that they needed preaching. Brother Haney, he knew, you know what, this, this, they need preaching. I don't know what I'm talking about right now other than I really enjoying myself. All right. So you can just deal with it. I'll try to be short. Try to have you out by 1145. All right. I remember I was walking from the church commission had come to do a concert and I told these guys and I, they, they said, John, you're leading worship. And I'm like, what? What? There's a guy named Fred Hammond in his prime sitting right there. What's up, Fred? I'll be singing We Exalt Thee tonight because I know that I know that one goes over good. And you got commissioned down there and then they sang in our youth service, man. It was unbelievable. And I'm leaving the, the church and I'm walking to this basketball tournament type situation. And, and I remember Mitchell Jones. You know what Ordinary Just Won't Do? How many of you ever listened to that song? Shaped my life when I was a kid. And he puts his arm around me. He's like, bro. You, he, he says something like, you have pipes or whatever he said. He, he, God has blessed you with the ability to sing. Had his arm around me. And this is like my hero. Like I play these guys' songs on repeat every day, all day. That's all I listen to. A word spoken that gave life. Have you ever had something spoken to you that you remember from 20 years ago? Kids, you remember from two years ago. How many, come on, lift your hand and say, I remember somebody spoke over me and man, I'll never forget it etched in our hearts. Scripture tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our words have so much more meaning than we realize. And, and I know today in this room, because I know it's true in my life, if anybody needs this, this preaching today, um, I do. Believe me. We, we have spoken things and we have regrets about the things that we have said. Anybody here want to fess up? I have some regrets. Yeah, we have regrets about things that we've said. Words that, that did not bring life. Words spoken in anger. Words spoken out of times of brokenness. But we also today, this is what I want you to know. I want you to know that you have the opportunity starting today, even before we leave, you have the opportunity today moving forward to begin to give life with your words and I was on the way down here yesterday and I was gonna this sermon was gonna be called give life with your words but that's not very catchy but you know what is catchy I hear you Jesus I don't know what key we're in now but ugh. I hear you Jesus so say it with me I hear you Jesus tell someone I hear him I hear what he's saying Amen. So we're going to talk today about, I, I hear you, Jesus. How many, how many today love free things? Okay, the rest of you are lying. How many of you love free things? If you love free things, say, I love free things. I love free things. I want you to think about this. You can give life with your words and it's free. Everybody say it's free. It costs nothing for you today to tell your spouse to tell your friends sitting next to you, to tell one of your children or all of your children, you can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. You, you, you are amazing. You, you can achieve great things. It doesn't cost you anything to look at somebody today before you leave and pull them aside. Don't lie, but pull them aside. Some of this sticks out to you and say, hey, man, you're looking good today. You look nice today. Yeah, man, you walked in and Pastor Don and I were like, man, look at this guy. Just making the rest of us look bad. Look how good you look. Man, it doesn't cost us anything to be people that speak life to other people. It, doesn't, it may cost you something to be someone that doesn't speak life. It might cost you your job. Oh, 
It might cost you your marriage. It might cost you your children's affection as they get older, but it costs you nothing to be positive. It costs you nothing to be somebody that speaks life. You're awesome. I see you. You're amazing. I want you to know that you're talented. Look at your children and say, keep up the good work. Great things are in store. How about this one? How about this one? This one's super easy. And in the first service, I mentioned someone by name, but when I walked in the door, I greeted someone and they told me three times, it's good to see you. That's so easy. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Husbands, did you tell your wife today, girl, you look nice today. Good, man. My man. This is, come on now, husbands. That ain't, that's not going to cost you anything. It might cost you something if you don't, but this is not a marriage retreat, so I'm going to... I can do a marriage retreat, though, if you guys would want me to. I, I've been married for 20... Uh, 20, 23 years coming up. Last year, I was like, oh, man, 23 years. This is awesome, babe. And I must have said that, like, for a week. And then she's like, John, it's, it's, been, it's been 22 years. I said, and then I said, in a moment of, of, of just absolute strength, I said, well, it feels like 23. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. 20, 23 years of marriage, five children. Doesn't cost me anything. I need to, I need to, I need to speak life to those people that I love. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's nothing to look at Hannah and say, you look beautiful today. I want you to know that I love you and I'm here for you. How, 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 how hard is that? Husbands, this is your chance. Tell your wife you look beautiful today. <sighs> Husbands, come on. Just say it like you mean it. You look nice today. All right. All right. It costs nothing to speak words of life to those around you. Jesus was, was uh, speaking life everywhere that he went. His words actually centuries later still quickened the lifeless souls of men and women. How many remember the first time that Jesus spoke to you? He, he said, son, um, he, he said, daughter, I want you to know that I love you. How many remember the first time you felt that and you heard those words? I forgive you. And I want you to know, Jesus said to us, I want you to know that there's a place for you in my family. There's a place for you at my table. Pull up a chair. There's a place for you, son and daughter. There's a place for you in my house, in my church. There's a place for you in ministry. There's a place for you in the kingdom. How many remember when Jesus spoke that to you? So many times as we walk with God for a period of time, we begin to take the words of Jesus for granted. Amen? Amen. Jesus, the Son of God, everybody say the Son of God. The Son of God. Living, breathing, personification of the Word of God, walking on this earth. He said something. He said a lot of things, but he said something, and it was something so profound, and it was so life-giving, and yet to us, it has become so familiar that we don't even think twice about it when we hear it or when we read it. But in reality, there are so many truths that Jesus shared, and often it's in a single sentence, and the words that he spoke, the truth that he revealed, the light that he brought is life-changing. Amen. How many had your life changed Amen. by the words Amen. of Jesus? Amen. Someone say, I hear you, Jesus. Oh, I hear you. Today, we're going to hear his words, and maybe, maybe some of the, these things will be meaningful to you. And I want you to consider, those of you that are younger, maybe you're new uh, to, ch to, 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 to church, or you're new to, to walking with God, I want you to consider actually memorizing a few of these. And, and, and most of you are probably going to have heard these, and more than likely, you'll be able to finish the words of Jesus. But don't hear them today as just familiar quotes. Let them soak into your heart and into your mind. Let these words of Jesus add life to you. How many feel like you could use a little bit more life today? I see a lot of frowns. Why don't you put a smile on and say, Jesus, I need more of your life today. Come on, lift your hand and say, I need more life. 
I need more life. I need more words. I need more of you. Amen. 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 More than that, and if, if this isn't what the church is about, more, more than just hearing the words of Jesus, God is calling you. Jesus is asking you to go out into this world out there. Come on now. Out there. Yeah. Yes, Everybody say out there. Out there. And speak his words. Yes. Repeat his words. Echo his words. Amen? Amen. Amen. Are you ready today? Here are a few life-giving statements that Jesus made that we can make. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus tells his disciples, he tells his disciples, he said, I, I have told you these things, and you can go back and read John 16, it's pretty interesting, uh, and, and, and it's, you can go back and read it when you have some time on your hands today. Jesus tells his disciples, I have told you these things so that in me... You may have peace. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. And this is what I want you to think about. Jesus said, but take heart. Take heart. Imagine you were sitting there and Jesus said, listen, I told you all this stuff um, because, because there's a reason for it. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but in me, you're going to have peace. I want you to take heart because I have overcome the world. Yes. Say again, Jesus. I have overcome the world. Take heart. Be encouraged is what he's saying. Everybody say, thank God. Thank God. And then everybody say, I hear you, Jesus. Hear you. Guess what? In the world, and, and, and you know this, in the world, you are going to have issues and problems and trouble. Your car's going to break down. Your wife's going to fight with you. Your husband's going to do something dumb. You're going to be diagnosed with an illness. You're going to have a medical scare. Somebody you love is going to die. We don't really face the things they face that Jesus was actually talking about yet, but there may, there may be a day coming. You're going to be persecuted. As a matter of fact, if you're actually walking with him and you are living his life out and he's living through, you will be persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. All of these things are going to happen to us in our life. But Jesus says, take heart, I have overcome the world. And, and in reality, this is the great hope that we have in him. No matter what our life brings our way, even death, everybody say even death, we can have peace in him because he has it all in control. So Jesus says it and we hear it today. He says, take heart, I've overcome the world. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen? We got it, right? How many remember when you had peace when you should have been in turmoil? How many remember when you felt the peace of God that passes all understanding when you should have been an absolute wreck? How many remember the time when you had peace in him, even in the midst of your tribulation? We got it. That's awesome. But now, guess what we can do? Guess what we can do? Now, in return, you can go out and you can tell somebody who is struggling in life, hey, friend, hey, friend, no, no matter what happens, I want you to know that, that Jesus has overcome the world. So be encouraged today. Everything's going to be okay. Have faith. You know, I want you to know that I'm standing here with you. I'm, I'm letting you know I'm going to be praying with you. But I want you to know that, that he has overcome and Jesus is on your side. And no matter what happens in your life, life or death, that's really the worst, death, no matter what happens, Jesus is with you, so take heart. Amen. You can give that message to somebody. Another time in Matthew 9, 13, Jesus says, oh man, I love this. He says, go and learn what this means. Go and learn what this means. Go and learn, go and study this. Go and find out what this means. You think you know so much. Go and learn what this means. He says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. This is what Jesus said. Jesus tells all these religious people that have gathered around him, all of these religious people had an issue with him because he was eating dinner over at Matt's house. He was over at Matt's house and <laughs> he was over at Matt's house and he was eating dinner with a bunch of sinners. That's your Jesus. He was over there just having a great time and all these people were gathered around that the religious people didn't think he should be hanging out with. And, and Jesus says to them, I came to help the what? 
Come on, say it. The sick. I didn't come to help the healthy. The healthy don't need to be helped. I came to help the sick. And he says, go and learn what that means. So today, you have to understand, this is very helpful for us. You know why? Because when we were yet sinners, Paul writes and he says, Christ died for us when we were sinners. Amen? And now we have the opportunity to go out and and we can tell somebody who is in need of mercy How many people do you experience in your life that need mercy? They need the mercy of God. Well, Jesus is gone, just so you know. That that manifestation of God, that, that God manifests in flesh, he's not in Charlotte this week. Do you understand that? But his spirit, his spirit, his ministry, his purpose his calling, the things that he's passionate about. Those things are alive. They're supposed to be alive in our hearts. And everywhere we go, everywhere we go, we can tell somebody that needs mercy. Hey, man, I got good news for you, friend, family member, neighbor, coworker. Jesus loves you. You know what? I know you feel like you don't deserve the love of God. I know you feel like your life is a complete disaster and everybody's abandoned you, your family, your friends. You're at the very bottom. But I want you to know that Jesus came for me and he came for you while we were sinners. He died for us. He came to help the sinner, not the righteous. And today you can tell someone, listen, he desires to show mercy to you. Yeah. Someone say, I hear you, Jesus. Backing up in Matthew chapter 9, this is going to be my favorite one of the day. This is awesome. It, it reads like this. Jesus, Jesus proclaims, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Everybody say, yeah. yeah. Think about that. Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Jesus had just jumped out of a boat and, and he gets out of the boat and he, he lands on the ground and immediately they bring this paralyzed man in and they lay this paralyzed man at his feet and he's down there and he's on a mat. He's on a mat and he can't move and I don't know how long this was going on, but Jesus just looks at him and says, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Wow. Just like that, the burden of sin is lifted from the man. I want you to think about that. And this is what happens next. Back to the uh, the awesome, the religious people. They are so incredible. We are so incredible. Look at someone and say, you are so incredible. Sometimes this is what we do. Religious people, we really, we really get into trouble. We really get into trouble with the gospel if we're not careful. It says at this point, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, this, this fellow is blaspheming. And, and knowing their thoughts, first of all, he probably said, hey, I ain't no fellow. <laughs> Did I hear you say fellow? In the first service, I had to bite my tongue from going there. Like I wanted to make a joke about fellow. They, they were like, this fellow here. And I'm like, what are they, English? Like, <laughs> anyway, this fellow here is blasphemous. But Jesus knew their thoughts. So be careful when you're in the presence of Jesus because he knows your thoughts. Oh, man, he knows what's going on. Like even right now, he knows what you're thinking. He knows what's going on. And Jesus, he knew their thoughts. And this is what he said to them. Hey, 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 hey. Why are you entertaining evil thoughts in your hearts? And they were, what? How do you know what we're thinking in our hearts? Because he's Jesus. Anyway, this is the part I love. Are you ready? Verse five, which is easier to say? Which is easy? This is Jesus talking. Which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven Or to say, get up and walk. What's easier to say? So that's, I thought, I thought yesterday, man, that's an excellent question. That is a great question. Have you ever thought about it? What's (laughs) what is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. Have you ever thought about that? What's easier? So we're going to, we're going to find out right now what's easier. Okay. We're going to find out. Everyone say your sins are forgiven. Now I want you to, I want you to think in your mind how Jesus would have said it. How do you hear him? Like, how do you hear him? Like, I want you to just look at your neighbor and tell him in the way you hear Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Go ahead. Someone's like, I don't, 
Someone's like, I don't know Arabic. I have no clue how he said it. Or Hebrew. He, he was a Hebrew. And he said, you're, you're, what's easier to say? So we just said it. Let's try it one more time. Your sins are forgiven. Then come on, y'all say it with some power. Your sins are forgiven. That's pretty easy, right? Now we're going to move to the next statement and we're going to try that one. I don't know if it's harder or easier, but I want you to say, get up and walk. That was pretty easy too, right? These two things that he said are so easy to say. The point that Jesus is making, maybe you already knew this, but I'm, I didn't, but yeah, I think I did, but it really hit me yesterday. The point that Jesus is making is simple. I can say both. It doesn't matter. I can say both and I can do both. They are both easy for me to say. And both of these things that I said are easy for me to accomplish. Listen to Jesus. He looks at him and he says, I want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He says that I can forgive sins. And while they're just so upset about that and they're thinking these evil things in their heart, he turns to the paralyzed man and he looks at him. He says, get up, take your mat and go home. Sins forgiven. No longer paralyzed. He gets up and he goes home. Verse seven, he gets up, he went home. And when the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe and they praised God who had given such authority to man. And that just amazes me. Here is something that every person here, this is actually the great commission. This is what you should be doing. Every person here, you can go out into this world and you can tell somebody, you can give them life by simply repeating the words of Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus can forgive your sins hey I already know that but I'm dealing with cancer I want you to know that Jesus can heal you it doesn't matter both are easy to say and both are easy to do he can do it give life with your words when somebody comes to you and they say man I'm really struggling our family's in a bad situation last week I was diagnosed with x y and z whatever it is don't get in their boat and start rowing yeah that happened to me and man it was really devastating yeah my wife died from that Don't get in their boat and start rowing. That is your opportunity to have some faith and repeat the words of Jesus. Say, hey, listen, 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 listen. I hear what you're saying, but I also heard Jesus say one time that he can forgive sins and he can say to the man, get up, pick up your mat, be healed, go home, give people life with your words. It makes no difference to him. He is all powerful come on somebody come on somebody every person in the room should be like Don right now that's right that's the God I'm serving where you at where you at do you believe that he's powerful do you believe that he can heal do you believe that he can save your family do you believe that he can do anything yes someone say I hear you Jesus sometimes we forget the day he said hey son Hey, daughter, your sins are forgiven. Hello, son. Hello, daughter. You are healed. You are blessed. Let's look at a few more. Matthew 7, 7. These life-giving words of Jesus. Listen carefully. I want you to imagine him standing there. He's standing there, and, and he is just like, he doesn't have a microphone like this, but he is like an awesome public speaker crowds gathered and he's preaching this incredible message that would really shape christianity it would really shape it would really shape a civilization western civilization and matthew 7 7 he's standing there delivering this sermon on the mount and 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 um he says in the middle of this he says hey There's other parts to this, but I'm just going to give you one. He says, hey, ask. What did he say? It's right there. (laughs) 
Okay, let's just do the very first part real loud. Ask, and it will be given to you. Ask, and it will be given. What? What did, hey, what did, what did he say? What did he say? Can you imagine? Could you imagine? I mean, who else? Who else? Yeah, there were, there were great teachers. There were, there were great, there were great uh, prophets. There were great teachers. There were great spiritual leaders. But none of them had ever had the courage and, and the ability to back up what they said when they said, hey, ask according to my will. And you know what? It's going to be done. Ask and it will be given unto you. Just ask. Everybody say, just ask. Yeah. Jesus is saying in another place, I am that I am. I can basically do what I say I want to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do in this house. He's going to do what he's going to do. He can do anything. So he says, ask according to my will and I will do it. Guess what? You have the ability today to go out into your life and repeat those words. You can tell somebody he can do it. He can do it. I can't do it. I can't heal you. I can't forgive your sins, but I know somebody who can because I heard his words one day and he forgave me and the burden of sin was lifted. I remember when he healed me and I want to pass it along to you. Yes, I understand you're struggling, but I've got to put a stop up right now and say, listen, there's hope in him. Ask and it will be given to you. Someone say, I hear you, Jesus. Come on, say, I hear you. What else you got, Jesus? What else you got? Here's another one. John 8. Man, this is a good one right here. This might be my favorite one. John 8, 36. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, sure you are, because it's already up there. You guys kind of blew my cover. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about that after. No, by the way, y'all just do an awesome job. Yeah. Just like everybody. Yeah. You know? Y'all do an awesome job. Recently, recently uh, the young man was in my house, and he was sitting at my table. And I said to him, how much... If, how much does your brain weigh? <laughs> Y'all know this is a very smart individual right here, Austin. Super smart, like right here. Real smart. If you have any problems, you need help with math or anything else, just go ask him. He'll probably help you. <laughs> Kids, you need to be tutored. There's your man. All right? <laughs> he, said, he said, my brain doesn't weigh any more than yours, John. It just fires in different ways. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Again, I don't know what I'm talking about right now other than you do a great job. Thank you. Great job to everybody. Oh, yeah. You guys too, man. Don't be feel like you're left out. You guys are amazing. All right? This is a good one. If the sun has set you free, what? Come on. If the sun has set you free, you are free indeed. That's not me saying, hey, I just thought this up. Just so you know, man, if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. This is the sun that actually did set millions and millions of people free as we look back. He said, hey, if I set you free, you are free indeed. Say that to someone next to you. If the sun has set you free, you are free indeed. You are free whenever Jesus sets you free. What power in that? What life in that? You are no longer chained up spiritually. You are no longer enslaved to sin. You are no longer living in the fear of life. I don't have to go through life living in the fear of death. I am free. Come on, someone say it. I am free. I am delivered. And now I can go out and I can pass these words along to somebody that is bound. Don't say to somebody that's struggling with drug addiction, hey, man, good luck with that, man. You need to go to AA or you need to go here or go there. And yeah, there's a great counselor down here. Don't be that person. There is obviously a place for that. And I believe in that big time. Trust me. But you need to tell somebody who is bound, you can be free in Jesus. You can be free from sin. You can be free from the world system. You can be free from hate. You can be free from depression. You can be free from death. Because when Jesus sets you free, you're free indeed. We hear you, Jesus. Come on, say it. I hear you, Jesus. Amen. We're free. We're free. We're free. 
What about this? John 10, 10, John 10, 10. I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. Someone say, yeah, I hear you, Jesus. Uh, Remember, Jesus told us the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But he said, my purpose, the reason why I came, the reason why I'm here, the reason why I'm standing in front of you, speaking to you, the reason why I'm walking these dusty roads and ministering to people every day, my purpose is to give a rich and satisfying life i have come to give abundant life and i thought someone would get more excited about that if you it's not for everybody i don't think if you want an abundant life stand on your feet and say i want an abundant life i hear you jesus come on exercise your faith a little bit grab on to the words of jesus you have to mix your faith with the word of god for it to take effect you have to say i hear you jesus i want the abundant life Amen. 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 You can be seated. You can be seated. This week, pass it along. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to say to people when they dump their entire load of problems and, and, and all everything going. They just, and you probably do the same thing to them at times, but they, they, you don't know what to say. Just give them the words of Jesus. You know what? That's the thief's purpose is to steal, to kill, to destroy you. But you know what? In him, I heard him say, and it's true in my life. I heard him say, and I want to tell you that he came to give abundant life, a satisfying life. Amen. In this world, you will have trouble man you know you're at work and don't don't be weird don't be like i'm just gonna teach pastor nathan can probably call me later today don't don't be weird don't don't be weird (laughs) some weird like sometimes like sometimes Sometimes you can have a steak that is so good, it marinated overnight, and it's so good, it's like the right. How do you want that done? I want it done perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll get how, do you, how do you want that done? I want it done perfect. So, <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> You could have a perfect steak and it could be, the chef could be trained in France and he's back there and he made it absolutely perfect. The waiter could come out and he could say, here it is, the steak you ordered. And he could smack you on the side of the head with it. (laughs) Do you have your steak done perfectly? Yeah, there it is. Are you going to be upset and not receive it from that waiter? Probably. Sometimes you have to be smart, you know. You got to be wise, wise, wise like a, come on, Bible scholars, wise like a serpent, harmless as a dove. Don't be in the office cubicle, like looking over, speaking in tongues all loud, like God can deliver you. The person's like, can I finish up with this call I'm on? And then we'll talk about that. Come on, you, you have to live a life that, that, that shows the life of Jesus in you because the opportunity will come when they see that repeatedly where they don't go to anybody else. They're not going to the cooler to talk trash about whatever sports event is going on or, or some TV show. Now they're going through something and you know who they're coming to? They're coming to the one that is example Jesus and they're going to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what my child is going through and that's your opportunity to speak life. Don't get in their boat and say, yeah, that happened to me too. It's terrible. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't do that. Come on. Speak life. He has an abundant life for you. Last, last one. One more. This is my prayer for for First Church, for everybody here, young, all the young people say amen, Amen. old, all the old people say amen. Amen. Uh, I'm old, I feel old. That's, you're old. If you're not young, you're old. (laughs) There is no middle. There's no middle. I, I, my, I'm to the point now where like my nephew's like, yeah, it was this really old guy. He was there. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Yeah, it was Tommy's dad. I'm like, he's like 37. <laughs> Kids, they see us as old. Trust me. Mm. My That's right. I don't know what he said, but it's probably right. <laughs> it's all right. 
It's all right. They, it's fine. It's fine. This is my prayer for the young and the old and everybody in between. This is my prayer for the, for the seasoned veterans, the Christians that have the four stars. They've been walking for a long time. This is my prayer for the people that have maybe visited the church just a few times and you don't really know what's going on. You can't quote the scriptures I'm quoting. This is my prayer for all of us, myself included, my man over here on the piano. This good looking, this dude over here, GQ model. This is for you. Like it's for everybody say, it's for me. This is for everybody here. And it is that we would all be full of the Holy Ghost. Oh, man. Woo! Don't you just want to be full of the Spirit of God? Oh, just be full of the Holy Ghost. Here's a life-giving message from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Think about this. Jesus says, but you will receive what? Power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. What a promise. What a promise. What a promise. You're going to have power after you receive the Holy Ghost. After you receive the comforter that he promised. After you receive the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. The Holy. When you receive God. When he comes inside of you. There's going to be power. What a promise. When you get his Spirit. You now have the power to live for him. You now. Once you receive receive a spirit. Now I can live an overcoming life that overcomes the world. Now I can have the power to do his will. You want to know what his will for your life is? It's not that complicated. Just read that second part and you will be witnesses. You'll receive power. You'll receive power not to come to church every Sunday and speak in tongues and travail, although these things are great, not to just come and fed and eat from his table every week. But he says you will be power You will have power to be my, everybody say witness, 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 witness Witness of Jesus, witness of Jesus, witness of Jesus. I'm going to witness what I saw him do. I'm going to witness, this is what I heard him say. You can only witness what you've seen and what you've experienced. So it's imperative that everybody in the church receives the words of Jesus and you receive the spirit of God. How many of you want that? What a promise. This promise is unto you. It's for your children. It's for, it's for, it's for those that are far off. It's as many as God's going to call. The spirit of God is for every person here today. And when you get his spirit, you have power to live for him. And you can witness his life living inside of you. What a life-giving word today. So now when you encounter somebody this week that says, I can't make it. I can't, I can't do it. Like, I, I, I've said that. I've said those words. Probably, probably, probably your pastor probably knows better than anybody. You know, I'm trying to start a church and build a church. And that those, those things don't happen overnight for the majority of everybody trying to do it. And there's times when I've called friends or mentors or people that I look up to that I can trust and say, I, I cannot continue. I can't keep going. And I know this affects Everybody here, like, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you are full of the Holy Ghost or it doesn't matter if it's your first time in church. It doesn't matter. I, I told the first church, uh, the first crowd, it doesn't matter if you, if you are, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're a, a drug addict or your wife just left you or your, your family doesn't love you anymore. It, it doesn't matter on the flip side of that. I don't know if it's the flip side. It doesn't matter if you're the pastor of one of the largest churches in the United States. It, it doesn't matter. Depression, trouble, tribulation, it comes, to, it comes to us. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's coming. There's nothing really new under the sun. It's a cycle. It, life, it hits everybody. So when you encounter somebody that says, I can't make it, I can't do it, I don't have the strength, don't get in their boat and row with them. And say, yeah, tough, man. Life's tough. God's called us. You're supposed to have power. Be full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Spirit of Christ. To be a witness. To say and repeat and be what he called you to be. Give them the words of Jesus you may feel like that, like it's over, but I want you to know there's a brighter day coming. 
I want you to know that you can have power through him. You have to just believe and have faith. And faith is really tough sometimes. Like, you know, faith is, faith is, you have to, it's, you can't see it. It's like a handle. It's like it reaches up and it, it grabs something that's not there. I don't know how else to explain that. It's like a handle on something that's invisible. And by faith, you pull those things into your life. Yes. Amen. You, you receive the word of God and you mix it with your faith and it has an effect on your life. You can tell somebody, you know what? More than anything else, more than you need a financial miracle, more than you need even a healing from this disease, more than you need your spouse back. The first thing that you need is the spirit of Christ in your life. You need to be forgiven. And guess what? I heard that he loves and desires mercy. So perfect. I heard that he came to give us an overcoming life. And I wanted to share that with you. You take what you hear from Jesus and you tell somebody else, you, you can live for him. Power is yours. You can be in, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Amen. Everybody say one more time. I hear you, Jesus. Hear you, Jesus. The son of God said these things. Amen. Sometimes we wish we would have said these things and we would have had some historical quotes. Maybe somebody here does have a famous quote, but Jesus has a bunch of them. He spoke them. He revealed truth to us. Every word he said has life changing value. It's like an, it's an active ingredient. It's an active ingredient. When Jesus speaks, my words are spirit and they are life. They quicken the dead. Mm, they quicken the dead. Jesus speaks to like the deadest person here. The one that feels like, oh, everything is dead. I don't know. And he, and he comes to you and he says, listen, I love you. I forgive you. You're still my son. You're still my daughter. You can have an abundant life. You can be forgiven. You can live for me. I have a calling. He speaks and every time he speaks, life comes. Life comes. Would you stand with me today all over this room? When we really begin to understand the magnitude in the words of Jesus and we truly believe them, they change the way we live our life. It's supposed to, we're supposed to have hearts that are turned back to God, that are transformed. And now we begin to example his life and we let him live through us. So today, before you leave this service, this is a little bit different than our first service, but that's fine. Before you leave this service today, you have to know this, that, that, that he, he's with you. He's with you. His words are spirit. His words are life. And you have the opportunity to go out Go out and pass his words along. You may not know what to say to somebody. Now you do. Just pass along the words of Jesus. If you want to learn more about what to say to people, just read the words of Jesus and hear them and get it in your heart. And then when the opportunity comes up, let it come out. Amen. That's great. I know, I know, I know. Uh, what time do you get out? 12.30? Good. Oh, it's going to be good. Just get ready. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I have known this guy. His name is... I'm not going to say his name. He might watch this. I'm going to tell a story, though, and he would know it was him anyway. But I know this guy. I've known him for a couple years. My kids go to school with him. And uh, he's a baseball coach, and he's a great guy, whatever. Super quiet. He's one of those guys, the opposite of me. Like, you're going to know what I think. Like, you know, just going to know what I think. This guy is one of those guys that I don't particularly like because you never know what they're thinking. Like, they just have, like, the poker face. My man could be living under, my man could be living under a bridge. I wouldn't know it because he's just so, like, stoic. He could have just won the lottery and be a multi-cabillionaire. I wouldn't know it. That's just his personality. For years I've known him and I've tried to talk to him and try to break through and, and, and periodically there'll be like a, a conversation about baseball, but that's about it. But now our kids, now our kids, they're kind of, you know, man, get your kids involved in the community because for so long the church, we would, everything right here, 
everything. Get your kids involved in the community. You'd be surprised at the ministry opportunities that open up. So I'm leaving the baseball field. This is after the all-star season. That might want all my boys, but this one, he was on the 11U. They got beat. That They were playing a championship game. They got beat. They would have come down here to play in the States. <clears throat> they got beat. I'm walking to the car, and I, hey, John, John, turn around. Runs up to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. I said, what's up? He goes, man, I want to share something with you. He said, my son last week had to go to the doctor and they sent him to a specialist and he has X, Y, and Z wrong in his body and we're really frightened and he's really frightened. And he said, I, he goes, man, I just want to ask you if you would pray with us. I was like, what? I, I think he knows I'm a pastor because I think... But I think also he probably heard me getting upset at a bad umpire call. <laughs> but I'm just saying that somewhere along the line, people are watching you. And they're going to come to you. And I said, man, I was so humbled inside. I was like, absolutely, man. We're going to be praying with you. Like, that's... And then I was able to share. One of my sons had something similar and everything worked out. Turns out his son had to have surgery and everything worked out fine. His son's fine now a few months later. People are watching you. They're watching you. They see your life. Are you hearing the words of Jesus today? Before you leave this service, before we go out there to them, there's somebody in this room, all around you, all around you, everywhere you look today, there's somebody in this room, they, they need the life-giving message that Jesus transmitted. But again, Jesus is not here. You're not going to go out, oh, hey, Jesus, I didn't see you before church. What's happening? His spirit is here. And guess where it is? Everybody go like this. He's in me. He wants to speak through you. As the music plays today, before we leave, we're, we're, we did this in the first service. We're going to do it right now. I want you to find one, two, three people. And I want you to speak life to them. It could be something as simple as I love you. I see you. You're amazing. You look nice today. I'm praying with you. I believe with you. Whatever it is. Come on. Exercise. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four stars. By doing so, you will help others find it and also bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times and church ministries, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.